everyone welcome to our sunday worship service let's prepare our hearts as we honor god's faithfulness by worshiping him in spirit and in truth pray with me right now our father in heaven we welcome your presence in our midst even as we rejoice over your great faithfulness thank you that today we can worship you in spirit and truth. Anoint our worship team as they lead us to worship you through songs and instruments that you may be glorified and all of us will be edified. Thank you, dear God, for your great faithfulness. All honor is yours alone. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Let's worship the Lord, brothers and sisters. Blessed Sunday, Church. In Psalm 91, verses 1 to 2, the psalmist declares, He who dwells in the secret place of the Most High shall abide under the shadow of the Almighty. I will say to the Lord, He is my refuge and my fortress, my God, in Him I will trust. You and I aren't promised trial-free lives in our walk with God, and sometimes problems consume us so much that we forget that God is ever-present and near to us. But for those who take shelter in His presence, God promises His protection, His comfort, and His care. We have a great God who has remained the same through the rise and fall of nations and who will one day be glorified by all of creation. And yet, He commits to loving us and journeying with us every single day through our joys and sorrows. May our response be to surrender our lives to Him and raise our voices in awe and reverence to our God. As you open my eyes to the world 
Welcome again, brothers and sisters in Christ. So this Sunday, as I pray, I felt God wants me to speak on a very important topic. In case you still do not know, the main theme of NMEC for 2022 is live wisely by walking closely. Live wisely by walking closely. So we ask a question, how do we live wisely? How do we live according to the statutes or the precepts of our God? How do we do that? Of course, we can only live wisely if we know Him, if we are close to Him, if we are walking side by side with God. That's how we begin to understand what He wants us to do, and that's how we begin to live wisely. Always remember in Proverbs 1, it says, The fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom. The fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom. So today I believe one of the things that you and I need to be able to do, okay, in our daily lives is to be able to learn to forgive those who offended us. You know, it's unavoidable that there will be people around you, especially those close to you, who would probably offend you or hurt your feelings, etc., etc. And to live wisely is to be able to learn to forgive them. Why did I choose this topic? You know, Holy Week is just a few weeks from now, okay? And in case you do not know, One of the seven last words of our Lord Jesus Christ is when he said, Father, forgive them. One of his first seven last words, Father, forgive them for they know not what they do. In my ministry uh, time of almost 31 years, I noticed there are many, many people, okay, many Christians actually, who find it very difficult to forgive. That's why I believe this is essential. You want to live wisely? You must learn to forgive those who have offended you. And you know, uh, every single year, we observe Holy Week. 
Why every year? Because every single year, God wants to remind you and I of his last words on the cross, which are all very important, that we must follow, that we must be able to walk closely by so that we will be able to live wisely. Let me begin by quoting C.S. Lewis. He said, To be a Christian means to forgive the inexcusable because God has forgiven the inexcusable in you. If you as a Christian find it very difficult, okay, find it very difficult to forgive those who have hurt you, be reminded that you yourself needs forgiveness. Okay? Let me just share to you the story of a you know a beautiful woman of God. Perhaps you know her. Perhaps you know the Christian community in this country know her because she's quite popular. She is the daughter, the eldest daughter of uh, the pastor of one of the biggest church in the Philippines. I will not mention the name, okay? But you know what I'm talking about. This woman, going by the name of Joy Tanchi Mendoza, at the age of 15, was raped by seven men. Huh? He was, she was raped repeatedly by seven men in her own bedroom, in the bedroom of her brother, on the floor, and wherever. It happened many years ago. No, when he, when she, okay, and her two other friends, whom she invited to have, you know, a sleepover, okay, and both her parents were out for Bible study, then ten, you know, wicked men entered their house, tied them all up, and be raped them repeatedly. She and her two other friends. You know, according to her own testimony, after that tragic incident, she went through a lot of questioning, a lot of depression, a lot of asking, God, why me? And she, she admitted that it was so difficult for her to forgive those who did, you know, that very drastic, that very, you know, tragic, that very, very painful act on her. She struggled for a while, according to Joy. But you know, uh, when she was struggling with unforgiveness, she realized that for her to be able to come out of it victoriously is for her to decide to forgive these people. You see, my friends, if you struggle with unforgiveness, let me tell you something about unforgiveness. Unforgiveness is like drinking poison yourself and waiting for the other person to die says Marian Williamson. Many of us, we do not want to forgive because it's not easy to forgive. It's hard to forgive. It's really difficult to forgive. Okay, humanly speaking, it's, it is difficult to forgive. But you know, for as long as you harbor that feeling of unforgiveness, you're drinking poison yourself, but you wish your enemy will die. But in truth is, you will be the one who's gonna die. Okay, because you are killing yourself softly and solely every day as you continue to harbor on that feeling of unforgiveness. Lewis Smith said, To forgive is to set a prisoner free and discover that the prisoner is you. Every person who struggles with unforgiveness is like a person in prison 
And I tell you, it's not easy to be in prison. It's difficult. I experienced that when I was a little boy. Okay, I was caught driving without a license, and I was, you know, uh, being um, milked for cash by the uh, 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 civilian uh, clothed uh, policeman. Or they put me behind bars, you know, which is actually illegal because I was a minor, just to scare me, so that I will, you know, give more cash. Okay, and I saw what's inside the prison. I tell you, you don't want to go there. It's so difficult. It's suffocating. It's dark. It's dirty. It's it's a place you want to go. You don't want to go. You don't want to go. Okay. So to forgive is to set a prisoner free and discover that the prisoner was you. Okay. And also somebody says, forgive others not because they deserve forgiveness, but because you deserve peace. A person who does not forgive is a person devoid of peace. No peace whatsoever. So you've got to forgive so that you will gain peace. Now, let me go back to the our main uh, text tonight, today. Matthew 23, verse 34. After Jesus was nailed on the cross, crowned the crown of thorns, whipped 39 times, hit, punched, his beard was plucked off, plucked out or whatever, he had to carry a 75 kilo heavy wooden cross. His disciples disowned him except for John the Beloved. And those who shouted hallelujah were saying crucify him. And he was left all alone on that old rugged cross, slowly dying, physically, and what have you. Despite of the offense done to him, he uttered this first last words, Father, forgive them, for they know not what they do. Imagine you are in the place of Jesus Christ. You were beaten black and blue. You were left dying. And it was done to you by your very own creation. You created them. You, you loved them. You reached out to them. You left heaven just to save them from their sins. And yet they crucify you on the cross. How would you react? You know, I was just thinking if it had been me on that cross and I am the Son of God, this would be my first, last words. Father, kill all of them. Kill all of them. They're ingrates. These people, walang utang na loob. In other words, those will be my first, last words on the cross. I praise God I am not Jesus. Because Jesus chose to forgive. Jesus chose to show love despite of the fact that he himself was very much offended. You know, they say Jesus showed love on the cross by forgiving us because there is no love without forgiveness and there is no forgiveness without love. Can you and I do that? If we claim to love God, then we must be able to forgive because if we do not forgive, then we do not love because there is no love without forgiveness and there is no forgiveness 
without love. Besides, you know, Mahatma Gandhi, one of the greatest Indian has ever lived, says these words, the weak can never forgive because forgiveness is the attribute of the strong. Forgiveness is the attribute of the strong. Somebody says, forgiveness is the best revenge. Okay? The best revenge. You want to avenge the wrong done to you? Forgive. Because that is the best revenge. Although forgiveness does not change the past, but it does enlarge the future, says Paul Boyce. Speaking of forgiveness, like what Jesus did on the cross, it all begins with a decision to forgive. It's not overnight. I have to agree that you cannot just forgive someone, okay, like those rapists of Joy Tan Chi Mendoza. Overnight, you can't do that. You cannot do that. It's very impossible. But, you can start with a decision. As they say, a journey of a thousand miles begins with a small step. That small step is the decision to forgive them. You know, amazingly, what Joy and her parents did, they did not even pursue these perpetrators. They did not even press charges. Oh, it was so painful. They decided... You know, to forgive these people. How many times have you heard that kind? The, the cases like that, just forgiving, even though it was rape and, and a heinous crime. I think it's like one in a billion. We don't hear that kind of story every day. Very seldom, very, very rare. And mind you, Peter, Pastor Peter Tanchi is a very influential person. I heard in one of his talks, a general even approached him, somebody very, very high in, in, the in the military position, saying, we can catch these people if you wanted to. We can catch these people. But Peter, Pastor Peter, opted not to. They started with a decision to forgive. And then once you do that, the process of healing will happen. It's not going to be easy. It can be a long, tedious process because to forgive is a process. But trust the process. Trust the process. Okay? Joy Tan Chi went through a difficult time. There were suicidal thoughts, etc., etc. You know, the, the will to leave is not there. Depression, left and right. But she, you know, and her family decided to forgive. Like Jesus on the cross. You know, when Jesus said those words, he was actually, you know, uh, interceding on our behalf. If you were God the Father, and you see your son beaten black and blue for no reason at all, what will you do? I'm certain you would avenge. I remember my youngest son, David, when he was like seven years old in elementary or in, uh, yeah, you know, one parent attacked him while in the parking lot of the school in Baguio City. We lived in Baguio for three years. You know what? Because my son was playing in the parking area. That was a waiting area for the children also. 
and the car of the parent was parked nearby. But David was not, you know, he did not hit the car, actually. There's no scratch with air, but he was playing with a chair. And the chair was, you know, he was swinging the chair like this, okay, because he's a little boy, you know, little boy do crazy stuff, and just like you and me before. And, and, and you know, the, the parent tried to, you know, uh, uh, scold my son, don't play near the car, because you may hit the car, his car, okay? But guess what? My son, okay, because he was playing, he didn't pay attention. He didn't listen. The parent, the guy got so mad, okay, because my son now was very bastos, not listening to his uh, reprimand. He grabbed my son sa collar niya. Dito sa collar niya. Tapos inuntog-untog niya sa pader. No? He banged his head on the wall several times. And there were children, there were fellow students witnessing the act of a parent, an older guy attacking my son who was like seven or eight years old. Okay? How would you react if you were the father of David, my son? You know, when I got hold of the news, oh, I was furious. I was mad. I went to the principal. I went to the school administrator. I complained this parent. Nothing happened to the car. No scratches. Hindi nga nakarating. Although, hindi nakiling yung anak ko. Pero, it does not merit that kind of action. I met the parent. He was called into the office. I was there. And he was saying, my son was a liar daw. Kasi hindi raw niya ginawa yun. But I said, I talked to several students, classmates. They witnessed you banging my son's head on the wall. I was all the more mad. You call my son liar. Honestly, we're both Christians, huh? Okay, that guy was a Christian also. Yeah, I could not control myself. I was so angry. I even asked him, Gusto mo tayo nga lang one-on-one sa labas? Of course, I asked forgiveness later on because I didn't want to do that. It did not happen. Galit ako eh. We could have pressed charges against him because my son had bukul. Okay? Had bukul dito. Okay? But we decided not to press charges. The feeling of the Father in heaven when Jesus was nailed on the cross perhaps was that he was furious, was angry. He wanted to avenge his son, but his son said, Dad, no! Because they do not know what they do. You have to forgive them. You see what Jesus did? He forgave you and I. He interceded huh, for you and I to the Father. He, you know, decided to forgive us. Otherwise, there would be no Christmas. There would be no Holy Week. There would be no Resurrection Sunday. It begins with a decision to forgive. I encourage you, if you are still imprisoned because of unforgiveness, like Joy Tanchi before, you've got to decide to forgive so that you will be set free and trust the process of healing. It will come like what happened to Joy after she decided, her family decided to forgive, not press charges, okay? The healing process began. And by God's grace, okay, by God's grace, she was able to recover and even use that testimony to encourage, to help heal the wounds of many people who went through the same tragic incident. And in forgiveness, this is what I learned, okay? In forgiveness, it, it's, it's like letting go and letting God 
It's not easy to forgive, I tell you, it's true. But once you let go and you let God, then healing will happen. Restoration will happen. You will be able to overcome unforgiveness and be restored to your full self. Notice the word go and God, there's a difference. The letter D, okay? Let go, let God, letter D. D stands for what? Depend on God. To forgive others is to depend on God. Depend on God to do what? To heal your broken heart. Depend on God to avenge you. The Bible says, okay, it is not yours to avenge. It is God's to avenge. If you only put all of this in your mind right now, try to understand it, then you'll be able you'll be able to forgive even the most unforgivable person on earth. Going back to Sister Joy, you know, after she decided to forgive, the healing process started, she let go and let God, she met a man, Edric Mendoza. They got married. Now they have six children. She was able to move on. She was healed. Okay, she was able to have a new life and a much better one. Sabi nga ni Sister Joy, those who raped me were Filipinos. And I end up marrying a Filipino. Hindi ba nakamove on na siya? Hindi ba nagkaroon na po ng healing sa heart niya? Na wala yung galit, wala yung unforgiveness sa heart niya. She was able to release forgiveness. When Jesus said, Father, forgive them for they know not what they do, it was an act of love. We don't deserve it. Certainly we don't deserve it. Certainly those who hang him on the cross do not deserve it. But it was an act of love. Because there is no forgiveness without love and there is no love without forgiveness, so to speak. You know, let's, let's, let's examine ourselves right now. Where are we? In the areas of forgiving others, are we, you know, forgiving others? Or we do we find it difficult to forgive others? Let's follow the footstep of Jesus, our Lord and Savior. Very first words on the cross. Father, forgive them for they know not what they do. Let's emulate Sister Joy Tanchi Mendoza, who experienced a very, very, you know, I cannot even explain how bad that was okay but she was able to forgive and she was able to move on you know we were able to forgive the father or the parent who attacked my son we actually you know shook hand when finally he you know asked for forgiveness okay i was able to let go it was not easy i tell you i was kind of provoked in many ways in closing, allow me to share another personal experience of mine, okay? This happened in, I think, 2014, okay? I was doing something in the place of my relative. And suddenly I received a phone call from one of my daughters. She was crying over the phone. And she said, Papa, somebody attempted to rape me. Somebody attempted to rape me, okay? When I heard that, I almost dropped the phone. 
and I rush to the car and I drove fast and furious then. Okay? There's no red light anymore to me. I was, you know, with horns and, and, and hazard. You know, I was rushing to my daughter who needs help because somebody just tried to rape her. I was so furious. I was so fast. I couldn't care less. And while driving to that place where the, the scene of the crime, okay, something was, you know, things were going to my mind. And I was saying, I want to hit this guy hard. I want to avenge my daughter. I want to do something that this guy will never forget, okay? You know, I love this daughter of mine. She's my first daughter, by the way. When she was little, I would carry her. I would, you know, lullaby her to sleep. I would not even allow the mosquito to bite her, etc., etc. Tapos ganun lang gagawin mo sa kanya. Di ba? You know, I, I always keep a baseball bat in my car. Not because I'm a baseball fan. I don't play baseball. I play basketball. But why do I have a baseball bat? For self-defense. You don't know what will happen. The Bible didn't say you cannot defend yourself. So I was thinking, while driving to the scene of the crime, isang hataw lang. Mapilay ko lang. No, don't judge me, okay? Don't judge me right now, you judgmental people. Okay? Don't judge me right now. Let me finish my kwento. Those were in my mind. But alas, when I got into the, when I got to the place, the perpetrator was able to escape. The suspect was able to escape. And I embraced my daughter. She was crying. She was shaking and everything. I embraced her. Father, daughter, we cried together. Two of my sons rushed to the scene and my wife came also. We went to the police station. We went to the, the medical legal, etc., etc. And we filed a case. Two days later, we were able to arrest the suspect. We were able to arrest the suspect. Bring the suspect to prison. Had him put behind bars. And I'll be honest with you, I had so many crazy thoughts. Okay? One of my younger sibling told me, but sa prison mo pagdinala? Dalhin mo sa bahay ko, gulpihin na lang natin yan. Walang mangyayari sa korte. Dapat dinala mo sa bahay natin, ginupin na lang natin dapat. Actually, I entertained that thought. While that guy was in the prison behind bars, a policeman came to me. He said, Sir, anong kaso niyan? I have attempted rape. Ah, ganun ba? Oh, sir, limang libo. Papatayin na natin yan. Wow! Limang libo? I was stunned. For a while, I was like silent. I was thinking, mas mahal pa yung buhay ng aso kesa sa tao. Ay, chihuahua, magkano? Rottweiler, magkano? Chairman Shepard, 20, 30,000. Di ba? Pag may papel ba, 40,000 pa. Magkano yung pitbull? Yung tao, go-chenko lang. I'll be honest with you, nag-isip po ako. Parang inisip ko, o nga, no? Idadaan ko pa sa korte, aabutin pa ng taon yan. Baka mapa-absuelto pa siya. But you know, after calming myself down, I said to the policeman, Sir, hindi pwede. Bakit? Eh, pastor ko ako eh. Ha? Pastor? Ay, joke lang ha, joke lang ha. Hindi totoo yun. Bumahawi siya eh. Binahawi ni eh. Pero I have to admit, for a while, nag-isip ako. Gochenko, why not? Gochenko, masituate siya. Hindi malaking pera yun. Pwede, di ba? But I, I hold back. Every time I see my daughter crying, 
going to a state of depression and whatever, questioning God like Joy Tanchi, why me, O oh Lord? You did not protect me, etc., etc. Me as a father, I was so brokenhearted too. I don't know how to react. I was really, really, really angry. But there's nothing I can do. I talked to the suspect. She even denied the accusation. Why my daughter even invent stories like that? You're a total stranger. You were the one high on drugs. And you wanted to, to rape my daughter. A few months later, to our disappointment, the judge even granted him bail. He was able to bail and he was never seen again after posting bail. All the more our daughter was depressed. She said, Pa, paano na? Wala na. Wala na justicia. Wala na mangyayari sa kasong ito. We were all devastated, the whole family. We were trying to cheer her, cheer her up, encourage her. After she take, took her witness stand, she did not attend any more hearings. But ako, every month I would attend the hearing, you know, patiently, perseveringly, hoping that justice would be served one day. After three long, very, very tedious years of hearings, court hearings, the verdict came out. The suspect was found guilty on all the charges. But sadly, the suspect is no longer to be found. He has not been seen. I called my daughter after hearing the verdict of the judge. I said, Anak, tapos na ang kaso. Nanalo tayo. She cried all the more. She cried all the more. And in our hearts, we encourage each other to release forgiveness. Because it is a decision. It begins with a decision. It's a process. And let go and let God depend on God wherever that suspect is. You know, let God deal with him. My daughter was able to release forgiveness. We were able to release forgiveness. Now my daughter is in Spain teaching there. She was able to move on in life, though not easy. But that's how it is, brothers and sisters in Christ. We have got to learn to forgive, no matter how difficult it is. No matter how unrepentant the suspect or the, 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 uh, the one who did you wrong, okay? It's okay. When Jesus was on the cross, when he was interceding on our behalf, we were not repentant also. We were not remorseful. We were still continually living a wicked life. But Jesus, you know, said, Father, forgive them, for they know not what they do. If Jesus can do that, why can we not follow him? To live wisely is to live according to the precepts of Jesus. He forgave we should forgive also. The key here, brothers and sisters in Christ, is walking closely with God. If you are intimate with God, 
God will heal you. God will change you. God will transform you and help you forgive. And in essence, that how that is how we should be able to live wisely. Beloved in Christ, let's learn to forgive. Like Jesus, like Joy Tanchi Mendoza, like many of those who were able to overcome unforgiveness, and then we'll be able to live wisely as we walk closely with God. Please pray with me. Lord, we know it is not easy to forgive. We know it's very difficult when people offend us, when people hurt us, when people malign us, when people, you know, do wrong to us. It's never easy to forgive. But just like what you did on the cross, when you said those very powerful words, Father, forgive them for they know not what they do. We say the same words also to those who have offended us. Father, forgive them even as we forgive them for they know not what they do. Thank you, Lord. Heal us, Lord, as we decide to forgive. Help us trust the process of healing. May we let go and we let God. We depend on you, Lord. Help us, oh God. Thank you. Finally, the long wait is over. After a little more than two years, NMEC will resume our on-site worship services starting this coming Sunday, the 3rd of April at 10 a.m. Though we are excited to worship God together with all of you again, we also want this reopening to be a smooth, safe, and orderly experience for everyone. So here's what you need to know. One, who can attend? There are only two requirements. First, you have to be fully vaccinated. This is in compliance with government guidelines on mass gatherings. Second, you must pre-register. This is for us to assess the number of attendees beforehand. So if you are fully vaccinated and you have registered, then you are more than welcome to attend. Question. Can my kids attend? Take note, our children's ministry will continue to be online in the meantime. So we will leave that to the parents' discretion. Children, regardless of vaccination status, are allowed to attend provided they are accompanied by their fully vaccinated parents or close relatives. Two, how do you register? There are two ways that you can do this. One, by scanning the QR code shown here, then fill out the registration form. Or two, by going to the link posted here, then fill out the form. You can also find the QR code as well as the link on our NMEC Facebook page and Viber group. The cutoff for online registration is Friday at 8 p.m. Three, what can I expect on April 3? One, we will have the usual health protocols like temperature checks and alcohol dispensers. Two, the proper wearing of face masks will still be strictly implemented. Three, 
Air purifiers are installed all throughout the main sanctuary for proper ventilation. Four, the elevator, restrooms, and worship hall seating capacity will be limited to ensure social distancing. Five, please remember to bring your vaccination cards for our ushers to check upon entry. Six, you are encouraged to come early. Doors will be open at 9.30 a.m. Seven, if for any reason you cannot join our on-site service, our online worship services will continue to be available on YouTube and Facebook. Thank you, and I cannot wait to see you. Let us now receive the benediction. May the Lord bless and keep you. May His face continue to shine upon you, and may He be gracious to you. May He lift up His countenance upon you and give you peace. Amen. Thank you for worshiping with us. We love you. We thank God for each one of you. And we are praying for you. Remember, the best is yet to come. Thank you.